What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the It Doesn't Matter What Your Podcast Is Called podcast. Uh, BJ Cruz here with my partner in crime, Jeremy Loss. Jay, what's up? Not much. How's it going? Good, man. I'm still a little little exhausted, a little burned out from uh, from WrestleMania, but we had another five hours of wrestling to uh, to catch up on. Six, I'm sorry, because of NXT tonight, but uh, whew, it's uh, still recovering from, I'm still sweating beer and fried food from, from Sunday, So, but happy to hop on and, and talk more wrestling. Absolutely. I, I, I was hungover Monday, and I didn't even have that much to drink. It just shows how much I am washed right now there we go yeah uh, yeah it is we're both we're both in our 30s news. we both have children so you know that's that's about right that sounds about right yeah i i will feel it for at least two to three days after having one beer so uh <laughs> i was definitely not feeling great on monday and having to sit through that monday night raw was uh was a task it was a task for sure. Um, and before we kind of jump into everything that we're going to talk about, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners so far. Um, the, the the love and support we received for episode one was fantastic. Uh, thanks again for joining us on episode two. Uh, just a reminder to please subscribe uh, to the podcast, rate it five stars. And we first, I don't know how we missed this. We're both huge Twitter guys and we forgot to drop our Twitter handles. Uh, so let's, let's, let's do that now. Jay, you want to go first? Yeah, you could follow me at Jeremy A. Loss. And uh, don't forget to follow our uh, our podcast Twitter account as well. Yeah, um, it's th- our podcast Twitter is doesn't matter pod. Pod has a zero because the other one with a regular O was taken. So please follow us on there. Uh, and then you How can follow me. I don't, I don't know, man. I'd, uh, look, trust me, the zero was not my first choice. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, we're, we're not in eighth grade. so. Um, but unfortunately, that's that's what we got to c- kind of go with. I will try to keep changing it until it works. But and, um, up until then, follow us at Doesn't Matter Pod. Uh, again, pod has a zero as the O. Uh, you can follow me at Cruise Control. That's control with a K. C-R-U-Z-K-O-N-T-R-O-L. So follow us on Twitter uh, for, you know, our our written word shenanigans. Um, but let's uh, let's jump into the main event. Um, of, of what we're doing here. So, Jay, I got to ask, what the hell happened to Raw and SmackDown after me? You know, I'm at a complete loss for words. Um, it really is becoming just another weekly Monday Night Raw and SmackDown episode. It really doesn't have the same cachet that it did two, three years ago when we were expecting those major, major returns or major debuts, literally it was same boilerplate Monday Night Raw and SmackDown really didn't didn't do anything for me. No, I totally agree. It was it was kind of shocking how bland it was um, because, again, th- th- there's a hashtag for it. And when they put these shows that have their own separate hashtags, it usually means either they're being paid an exorbitant amount of money by a Saudi Arabian prince or... <laughs> You know, it's going to be an awesome show. And in years past, it absolutely has been an awesome show. Unfortunately, you know, echoing what you said, it felt like a freaking Raw in July. You know what I'm saying? Not the Raw after SmackDown. Raw after WrestleMania, I'm sorry. So, like, what were the biggest things that happened? I mean, mean, Raw started off incredible. Let let me me start with that. Like, once they started off with Kofi coming out. You know, challenging Seth for the title. I knew there was going to be, like, neither of them was going to drop the title to the other. I knew that. Um, I think you and I were texting at that point, and it was like, oh, undisputed air is coming. Like, they might as well have yeah, a target been some, on their backs. There's like shenanigans were guaranteed, 
Uh, I actually found it pretty interesting that they started with with Seth and not Becky. I found it interesting. I also that both yeah. shows did not. They didn't start with Becky, who is the most over character on the show. Um, she still got her shine a few minutes later into the show, but uh, I, I felt like as the main event of WrestleMania, that should have been the ultimate like get her out there and let that crowd really pop when she when she walks out. Um, but I mean, I, I can't be too mad at, at what they did at the beginning of the show. I mean, like you said, like at the beginning of the show, Kofi comes out, challenges Seth, and, and, and it's on. I mean, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a good show. Um, obviously, it, it didn't pan out. Um, really disappointed in where, where that story went. And I think the, the crowd uh, in Brooklyn felt the same way. Uh, got those AEW chants. Oh, the crowd turned heel super quick. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, that was a Dean Ambrose type heel turn <laughs> where they just, they, you know, dirty deeds the WWE in that moment. And, and rightfully so. Like, if I, we all knew a run in was coming, we all knew that Kofi and Seth weren't going to drop the title. Um, and they were going to, you know, but the bar, like, I have nothing against the bar. I like the bar. I think they're fine. They're, they're, they're both good workers. But why, literally, when they came in, I said out loud, why are they the ones who are breaking up this match? Because there's literally no... Re- I mean, you want to argue that they have a, a long-standing feud with the New Day. Okay. I mean, they, have they reignited that feud in the past few weeks? Not, I mean, aside right? from... You know, they were, they were in the gauntlet matches, but that's because, you know, they're heels. So they needed to be kind of that, you know, that counterpoint to the faces they exactly. get that yeah. but it's not like they've been in a blood feud for the past couple of weeks it was just so confusing so bizarre it, it was really out of left field i mean I, I was like you like you said earlier i was fully expecting undisputed era i i would have ran out of my house screaming if i heard shock the system uh unfortunately we did not hear that um right. and uh i was really at a loss for words watching the bar um it, it it's kind of like a spit in the face to fans in my opinion um i mean they they said for for months we're gonna listen to you we're gonna we're gonna make the product better and then they pull that shit um it was really 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 disappointing uh especially since they had they had an opportunity to really really do something like huge uh um, oh absolutely and, and like, like i guess I, sorry I, I think like kind of going on to you, you know your point about um undisputed air and we kind of touched on this in our first show um and is that I mean, if they did call them up to like all four of them, and they brought them, let's say they brought them up to Raw or they bring them up to the main roster, like that would have left NXT pretty barren. Um, and so maybe that went into their thinking, and maybe that's why they haven't done it yet. But um, I, I was rooting for it. I've I had my I, I wore my freaking undisputed era shirt on Friday because I was so ready for them to, you know, I was ready for Cole to win the title, sort of uh, the NXT title. But if he didn't, I was ready for them to make the jump. So. Uh, I was just yeah. as disappointed as you. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the thought that like if you bring them up, it's gonna it's gonna take away a a legit product from from NXT. But I mean, NXT is a developmental product, and and you can always bring somebody back or bring somebody up from that's just training at the performance center. Really get them uh, some shine at, at their house shows, and maybe put them on TV. Uh, so I think it's easier to fill that void in NXT than it is. Um, on Raw and SmackDown, uh, there's just so many eyes on Raw and SmackDown that you have to put the best product out there. And, and if you're putting out the bar to to do a run in the main event uh, in a storyline that has nothing to do with them, it, it is really kind of disappointing and, and really spits in the face of fans that are expecting 
a big, big uh, run in or a big turn, something along those lines on a on a raw after uh, after Mania. Right. And, you know, kind of going on to, you know, our next point here, which is, you know, in, in previous years, the Raw after SmackDown, or I'm sorry, the Raw, I keep saying that, the Raw after WrestleMania, or the SmackDown after WrestleMania, bunch of call-ups. Um, so, you know, question, the first question that pops up is, you know, where were the call-ups? There was, you know, aside from Lars Sullivan and effectively Lacey Evans, who finally did something, like, there there wasn't much that happened um, in that in that vein. Do you? Th- I mean, they also kind of burned that they kind of burned their cards early. Um, you know, when they called up like EC3 and um, and uh, you know Ricochet and Alistair Black and all those people. So, I mean, do, do you think that because that I believe those call ups were in response to those were in direct response to when they were saying, you know, we're going to listen to the fans and the, you know, all these people are super yeah. over in NXT. Yeah. So they, so they, they, um, they brought them up. Um, did they screw it up? Did they, did they overreact? Should they have just waited? I, I What do you think? I mean, uh, I, I, I think they did the right thing in calling up Ricochet and Alistair Black at the time that they did. It's unfortunate that the, the side effect is like, they didn't have any, anybody else to bring up now. Uh, I, I think, uh, it, it, it's it's kind of a byproduct of trying to listen to the fans and, and give them what they want right away. Um, so I mean, doing the doing the call up earlier, kind of bringing letting Ricochet and Aleister Black get their feet wet uh, on the main roster, doing tag matches and really kind of building their name to the casual fan, I think is the right call. Um, it's just unfortunate that the side effect is like we didn't get any surprise outside of Lars Sullivan, which was a weird ass debut. Anyways, like him coming in and, and squashing Kurt Angle for. Literally that was, very, no that was a bizarre choice, yeah. So weird. Um, <laughs> shouts to Kurt Angle for again putting over somebody like on his last hurrah. He's just like, I'm gonna go out and take a couple bumps and, and put this person over. So shout out to Kurt Angle for doing the right thing and really thinking about the product before himself. Um, but yeah, they didn't they didn't have much to actually go on, and and even when they did have a debut or a a return they spoiled it beforehand i mean sammy Zayn was teased before he even came out imagine if he that music hit and nobody knew he was wrestling it would have blew the roof off that place but unfortunately like they just i don't know what they're doing in terms of like just dropping the biggest uh news before it actually needs to be dropped like they dropped uh the demon returning at wrestlemania and now they're doing Sami Zayn. it's like they're just not allowing us to have that shock factor uh, which really is what live, live the live audience and, and the people at home really strive for and really want. Um, really unfor- unfortunate, but Sami Zayn, uh, holy shit, <laughs> what a what a promo! Oh, he's he's on fire. I think he he realizes. I mean, it was unfortunate he got hurt last year, um, and it's I'm super happy to see him back. Um, and it looks like he's floating between both shows. I mean, I guess, you know, the shakeup is coming up on Monday. So, you know, we'll kind of figure out more about where he's going to lie then. But um, <laughs> it's a great heel move to just say, you know what? I don't even hate anyone in the back. I don't hate management. I don't hate the big mans. I hate I you. just hate you people. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, even if you, because I think he's, he's, you know, compensating for the fact that people are going to cheer him because he's heel, right? It's just kind of the the irony there but he's he's making sure that he's going to get underneath your skin whether you you know if you were even thinking about cheering him so it's it's a great move he's great on the mic um you know he he looked 
pretty good for someone who'd been on the shelf for what was it like 10 months yeah um so he, pretty solid return and looking forward to what I, I i'm assuming they're going to book him in a program against owens because owens is a face for some reason um and they they had some unfinished business because they you know they were friends and they both got kind of hurt at the same time so i'm assuming that's where that's going to go i think i read somewhere that uh, Sammy was and Kevin were working a dark match uh, last night or on on SmackDown. So I'm assuming that's kind of where that's going to head. But uh, I'm down. I, lo- I love those two guys. I mean, if you don't have any plans, just throw those two in a ring and let them fight. Like literally, that's all you have to do. Uh, they are excellent workers. They know each other like like the back of their hand. Uh, they can really put on a show. So I mean, if you if you really don't have any plans for them or you really don't know where to go with them, just like all right, Kevin. All right, Sammy. Let let's go in the ring and, and give them 15 minutes and and tear the roof off the place do you what do you think about uh sammy just going you know he's obviously the heel in this in this feud but he he brings back el generico <laughs> he puts a mask on oh, and he's like let's let's do this apparently his twitter That'd account just, re- just was brought back to life shortly before wrestlemania so like i mean oh i'm all for it it's possible yeah apparently his twitter account went dead for the longest time and then like shortly before wrestlemania he let out like a tweet or two um so i mean (laughs) let's bring it back let's have some fun you know what else was was like super weird is that taker returned on 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 the raw after mania and didn't didn't wrestle at wrestlemania uh he was definitely there uh i saw some pictures on instagram of him eating pizza in in the press box so like he was there um so I found it super weird that they were like, okay, we're just going to leave quite possibly the biggest star in WrestleMania history off the card and bring him back the next night. Uh, it, yeah, it seemed- and it's it's setting up some feud for probably the Saudi Arabia show that I, I read that he's just going to he's going to fight Elias at like the next Saudi Arabia show. Um, no, which is. Yeah, I, unfortunately, like that's why why they brought him back to like, you know, squash Elias because uh, they're setting up some sort of again f- uh, the Saudi prince is obsessed with the undertaker apparently like he's he's kind of obsessed with the attitude era i think the Saudi prince is like our age so he's like he wants to live out his like weird freakish boyhood fantasies by paying oh these guys gosh. millions of dollars um to like do all their classic moves um and so that's apparently where that's headed um which is uh i mean i'm glad that it is. I'm glad Elias is getting some ring time, and, I, and you know it's it's going to be against a great like the Undertaker, a legend like the, like Taker. But um, it was I it was definitely a weird usage of him in that like he's the biggest mania star probably in history. He had you know the streak, yeah, and, and like, everything else. But it's like if you ch- if you switch him with with Cena on, uh, on WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania, like it's a bigger pop, it's a bigger moment. Um, and you can you can do the stupid thugonomics thing on Monday night, and people will still go crazy for it. Like, I, it's yeah, they were in Brooklyn; they probably would have popped even more. <laughs> yeah, it's super backward. Uh, it, it just it didn't seem right to me. Also, like Taker looks fucking awful. He looks so bad, man. He is so he's, old. Uh, he's old, and he's so. When he came back previously, he had like a hair. He had like a buzz cut. His hair was all cut off. So you're like, oh, he's like he's aging well uh oh no the long, he, the long thin hair it's very gollum-esque um i think oh, did you yeah. take that picture of of him and oh, him I and gollum like the, the side by side um yeah it looks it looks like he's seen some stuff 
that he's get, gonna never be able to unsee and he's back to just to wrestle it's it's a very strange like again he's the dead man and i get that but he's starting to actually look deceased like it's so it's it's kind of uh harrowing for someone who is looked, such a big figure to be like that he looked drawn out he, he didn't look healthy uh also he's got like almost the hulkamania thing going on with his hair where like it's long yeah. but like there's nothing on the top um and it's thin I, it's like creepily thin yeah i really wish he would just walk away i know he's going to continue to get money thrown at him by vince and the saudi prince and whoever else but like i just go just go live your life be happy with your wife um and we don't need you in the ring anymore uh it, it was cool for the longest time but now it's just like it's it's for me at least every time i see him get in the in the ring and take his jacket off and take his hat off i'm like oh my god I feel bad just watching this. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's uh he'll always be a legend, but you know, everyone's got to hang him up at some point. So, it's uh I think yeah. it's time. Um uh, but hey, he's keep getting them checks, Taker. Um and so let's uh let's let's keep it let's keep it moving to the the feud of the week. This is another segment that we're we're going to have every week to just kind of analyze um the rivalries and the feuds that are definitely going on in the world of WWE. Uh, this week, who do you got, Jay? Lacey versus Becky. Okay, here what we go. Feud. Something completely out of left field. Did not expect this whatsoever. I know eventually they're working back towards Becky versus Ronda whenever Ronda comes back. Um, rumor is that she's going to be gone for uh, quite a while. Um, yep. and, and Becky is just going to continue to like stoke the fire during her promos like she did uh, on Raw and SmackDown. But um, I was... Pleasantly surprised to see Lacey come out and and actually do something, um, and shocked to see that she started a brawl with Becky. So I mean, we all know that Becky is not going to lose the belt to Lacey, but it's a fun new uh, feud for us to chew on and, and really just kind of get us through this next month, month and a half um, until they move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, I'd read previously, you know, when Lacey kept. She was just all she was doing was like that kind of walk through on both shows. Uh, you saw on the interwebs, the wrestling interwebs, that you know they had big plans for her and that they were gonna give her a big push kind of after Mania. So they didn't wait on that. Um, they basically treated her like an NXT call up. While you know for uh, you know the Raw after Mania and having her finally do something when she came out uh, and, and you know Becky was kind of going up the ramp and she uh, Lacey was starting to come out. After reading all that stuff, I'd figure that she was going to do something. Um, I also her 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 the the fact that her her punch is called the women's right is fantastic. Love the name. Um, oh, I, yeah, uh, I, I stand for that one. That that is such a good finishing move name. I, I, I'm a big name. fan of it. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's I, an underrated aspect of the game. That super underrated aspect of the game. You have to have a really good name for your finisher. If your finisher doesn't have a good name. It's not going to get over. Right. Yeah, yeah. No matter how cool it is, like the move itself, um, it's got like, that's why a lot of these indie guys or, you know, these who came through like Sami Zayn's finisher is a kick to the face, but it's called a halluva kick. I That like just rolls off the tongue. You absolutely need a freaking awesome name, um, which I, I don't know why they, uh, what's up with Seth Rollins' finisher? Like now it's just called the stomp. Wasn't it called the curb stomp? initially and yeah i think they, they like, realized, i think they realized shortly after like curb stomp just has a negative connotation with it <laughs> so it's like oh we're gonna get well, away from yeah. that and then he did the pedigree 
Yeah, but like you're you you're smashing someone's head with your foot. Like it's it should have a negative connotation. It's it's a degrading yeah. finisher, but it's awesome. Um, anyway, I I digress. I'm I'm with you. I think the lacy thing is is great. Uh, it's kind of going to spice up the uh, you know the women's division because for, I mean for a while there it was just kind of um, it was Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey, and they kind of all like you know took turns. Uh, feuding for it yeah. obviously Oscos mixed in there and uh and Carmella but uh Lacey is definitely a, a different spin and um fi- finally getting to watch her do something uh physical was was great so um hope hoping that pans out um in terms of yeah we, know, we they put on some good matches yeah we also got uh a little bit of a tease of a Braun Strowman Samoa Joe feud oh, which is gonna man. be I am very excited about that yeah, that's going to be a monster mash, uh, match. Uh, I mean, those two like hosses in the ring just throwing meat at each other is going to be uh, entertaining and violent and and uh, really well done. I mean, Braun isn't – he's not that great on the mic, but Samoa Joe is, I would say, in the top three in the company, and he can really carry it in that, on, in that sense. And then in the ring, like uh, I mean, they're, they're both going to be uh, pretty stiff with each other and really – uh take it to the next level yeah i've never been a huge Braun guy like i understand like why he's gotten over um you know to, to the point where he is i just you know when he whenever he's in the ring it just never i don't know it never stuck with me it, it might have been the same it's kind of in the same vein as as big show and that may be let's say that's not their fault that they're that big you know <laughs> um but like Braun versus joe like he could he was trying to do the running power slam on Tuesday and you knew that Joe was going to get out of it, but it legitimately looked like Braun was struggling to get him up. Um, which is yeah. like, it kind of humanized Braun to the point where you're like, Oh yeah, this is going to be like, I, I, in that moment, I believed Joe could choke him out if he had him in the, in the coquina clutch. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and you're not instantly thinking, Oh, this is going to be a squash match with, with, right. with Braun. I mean, it seems like every other match is a squash match and, I mean, we understand he's big and he's a monster and like that's what they want to do and build his character. But at the same time, you have to have that believability of like him being vulnerable. And I think I think Joe is one of those individuals in the company that can actually do it. Right. Although I did believe for about 30 seconds that Colin Joseph was going to win the uh, <laughs> the entree battle royal. I was like, oh, he's going to lift his leg. Um, oh, so as much so as I loved, I know, as much as I love that feud, I'm glad he is moving on to uh, to bigger and better things. Speaking of moving on to bigger and better things our boy dave batista officially announced his retirement from uh from sports entertainment uh you know we we watched that marathon of a match the longest match on the card at wrestlemania um it had his nose ring ripped out what are, what are your uh what are your thoughts on the animal calling it a career uh i i think it's about time uh that match was just about all I wanted to watch. Um, and I mean, he's going to get paid so much money to go do shitty movies outside of the MCU. Um, so Hell yeah. I mean, let him go get paid and he can be in Stuber two, three and four um, and, and do some other random things. He is doing a, a Netflix movie with Zach uh, Snyder, which is exciting. Um, so I, I mean, good for him. I, I just wish triple H uh, would call it a day as well. Ooh, that's that's gonna be a cold day in hell when Triple Trips decides to uh, hang up his boots. I think he's gonna. Well, how old is he? Like 50, he's almost fifty, right? Or he is fifty. 
He's um, 50. He's going to go for a while, man. Like he's just kind of like he 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 could have been done after the last like what was it Crown Jewel where he tore his pec. Like if he was like, "Yo, I'm done. I'm just going to run the company." People would be like, "That makes sense. You just you shouldn't be out here tearing your pec on a Sunday and on Monday I have to go to like a board meeting, you know?" So well, like look at the look at his past 5 years yeah, in the ring. So like WrestleMania 30, he had the match with Daniel Bryan. 31, he had the match with Sting. Uh, 32, he was the the world heavyweight champion after winning the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, he had I remember that. With Roman. 33, 33, he had the match with Seth. And then last yep. year, he had the match with Kurt Angle and Ronda. Like, I, I, he could have stopped at 30. Like, that would have been fine with me. Like, I could have done one without any of the other matches afterwards. I understand, like, 32 was probably. Uh, at a necessity since like Seth was down with an injury. And I think their original plan that year was to do the, the shield triple threat, but like I am over watching triple eight. Like I don't, I don't care anymore. Like he's fine as a, as an executive and he's doing a really, really good job managing NXT. Do that. Focus on that. Like don't go back in the ring. I don't want to see it anymore. Yeah. I I did watch a, Admittedly, I watched a, it was like, it had to be a six minute video um, on WWE's YouTube about, they were asking Triple H what his diet was for the match. And I, did I watch the whole thing? You're damn right I did. It was, oh, I, don't it, want, it, I don't watch that kind of video because it makes me feel like a, like a shitty human being because I eat like garbage. <laughs> oh, you know, after he was like, uh, I eat, it's a low to no carb diet. And he's like, while he's talking, he's literally eating a small container of what I assume is like baked chicken with minimal sauce and salt. And I'm like, I'm, I have like three beers open and I'm like, ah, well, all right, Trips, you're a better man than me. Um, so, uh, I, you know, he's he's going to wrestle for as long as he wants and the company's going to allow him to do whatever he wants. Um, and I'm I'm fine with giving him a pass just because of everything he's done with NXT. So as long as he keeps building that up and keeps giving you know giving us people from NXT and uh, NXT itself, hey Trips, wrestle all you want. Uh, let's just uh, let's just cut maybe cut down the match time like in half. I don't know. That's I'd be fine with like a 12 minute Triple H match. I don't need 25 minutes. Yeah, definitely. If you're gonna stay in the ring, cut that cut that match and like. By three fourths, like cut it by seventy five percent, less than ten minutes. Get in, get out, and let us move on with our day. Speaking of moving on with our day, uh, did you read this thing that Ronda broke her hand at Mania? Yeah, yeah, that's super crazy. Like apparently she threw a punch that was real and broke her hand. Uh, the stories coming out of this main event are are wild. I mean, oh, obviously we all saw we all saw the botch. Um, but apparently the ref that actually counted three was was fine for it. Uh, saw a story from uh, from was it cage side? Sean Ross. It wasn't cage side. It was I want to say it was Sean Ross Sap. Yeah, Sean Ross Sap at uh, Fightful, uh, who actually said like the the uh, the ref was fine by Vince for for counting three uh, because I guess they just don't want botches, uh, which is understandable. But like I didn't know that uh, a botch was a finable offense. Do you think that's this is a storyline or like this is legit? He got fined. I uh, I think he legit got fined because I think this is gonna. 
It is, but I also think it's going to be Ronda's reason for a rematch at some point in the future is that, you know, the ref messed it up and that she didn't really lose her title. So, I, yeah, but I guess, fair. like, what's the point of also finding the ref, like, in a storyline? Like, what, what does that add unless the ref is again the ref <laughs> when they have the rematch? Yeah. It's a weird, it's, it's a weird it's story, weird, but it was like, also a weird ending. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did put a damper on the night, and like apparently Ronda was really pissed off about it. Understandable, um, but yeah, um, another thing is like apparently they discounted it. Like the ref counted the three uh, because he wasn't confident in the, in in the workers actually being able to carry on after a mistake and finish the match themselves. So that's that's a crazy part too. It's like Jesus. they counted. Yeah, they weren't prepared to like let them just do it on the fly. Uh, and figure out how to finish, how to, how to get to the finish, uh, without having to, to do the one that they, they they really planned and thought out. Yeah, it's funny that we're talking about that because I remember during Mania, we were just talking about uh, Taker Brock when Brock broke the streak and the ref the ref didn't know that that was going to be the ending and he thought he messed it up. Uh, so it's just you know these these referee things always come 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 full circle. Uh, so that was. Oh, I, I hope that ref's okay. I hope he still gets to work main events. <laughs> Rod, Rod no, Zapata. He, he's getting put Shout down to, to like WWE superstars. <laughs> main event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, main, yeah event. main event. Shout out Rod Zapata. Hope, uh, hope everything's okay. Um, speaking of moving down or potentially moving down, uh, our boy, my boy, Dean Ambrose. Uh, a definitely very, not my boy. He's definitely not your boy. You hate the shield. Um, I do. He he had a very strange last match on Raw. If that indeed was his last match, you you seem skeptical. Oh, this is one hundred percent not his last match. Uh, the the way that they built it, uh, I mean, they were teasing it all night. Like in twenty minutes, it's going to be Dean Ambrose's last match, and like they came out, they were talking to Renee and like trying to break the fourth wall with Renee, and it's like, okay, we get it. Like, and then Lashley comes out and cuts the promo. I mean, the promo saying like, I'll take care of your wife while you're gone, sold it to me. Like he's coming back. He'll be, he'll be gone for a month and then he'll come back. He'll make his miraculous return. Uh, he is definitely coming back. He's definitely not done in the company. Uh, don't believe it for one second. It's they're, they're playing it really well though. I mean, obviously they started the news, you know, a few months ago that he was going to be leaving at the end of his contract. Uh, you know, they even started using his real name, uh, in in a lot of stuff, and then they have th- that. There's like a 10 minute video on on YouTube with uh, you know after Seth and Kofi and and the bar. Seth calls out the Shield, like he brings out Roman, and then they bring out Dean, and he basically Dean just basically says goodbye. Like they're really hamming this thing up, um, and it's actually funny too because before we uh, we hopped on, I was reading Cage Side, and uh ryan satin a great wrestling uh, follow on twitter he said a source is telling him that dean ambrose isn't leaving wwe while there's another source who's saying that dean's already setting up bookings on the indie circuit so it's like it's all this confusion and um but uh you know i wonder like i wonder if he could technically leave for a few months like if it's in a deal like if he signed a new deal it's like oh, I'm gonna take a few months off and I'll go take these indie bookings to like make it look like I'm really leaving. Um, 
I mean, it would take the story to a level that I didn't expect the WWE to take a story. Um, but like, I think it would, I think that would make sense of like, hey, he signed a new deal. We're going to keep that on the hush hush and still go with this idea of like he's leaving. Let him go do a couple shows on the indie circuit, and then he'll come back, and then we'll have like this really hot return. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very very possible. I mean, obviously, he's very popular um, with within the WWE universe and, and, and the crowd he sells a lot of shirts. Um, so it's, I'm, but they've also never played this angle, like to this degree before where they've been basically pushing the fact that he is leaving and talking about contracts and stuff. So if that's what the route that they're going, you know, Bravo, I'm, I'm kind of down, uh, you know, have yeah, them show up. If and they do it right. If they do it right, like, and they have him leave and then they have him come back and he's, this monster, like huge face, um, or even comes back and he's still a heel, but he comes back and like ruins uh, a Seth title defense or a Roman uh, uh, Roman going for the title or something along those lines. And then that could build to the match we've all been waiting for since they came into the company. Yeah, that the shield triple, triple threat yeah. match for yeah. a title. Like that's the only logical payoff for this is like that's how we get back to it is if we let him leave. Let him like kind of let the character kind of wash away for a second, and then bring him back and really bring him back as a as as a character and let the fans uh, be excited for it. And then you can build to that triple threat match that we all want. Because to be honest, like outside of Seth, uh, Roman's character was completely stale up until he left for his health concern, and yep. Dean's character was stale. So now, like his this is his chance to leave. Seth is. Seth is Seth. His his character is golden right now. Like I don't foresee that going stale anytime soon. Um, so this allows them to kind of hit reset on it, and then they can build towards it for like SummerSlam or even next Mania. It could be a longer build. Yeah, um, it's you know shout out to Dean Ambrose. Uh, whatever he decides to do, um, I'm sure he just he probably just wants time off. To be honest, I mean obviously he he was off um, after the injury, but. Um, it's it's a grueling, grueling business and a grueling, grueling job. So shout out, like whatever he needs to do. Uh, they've always kind of said he's kind of a dude to like march to his own, the beat of his own drum. So yeah. um, whatever he decides to do, if he's on the indie circuit, if he comes back, if and when, I'm sure he'll come back at some point, whether that's within a couple months or like a year or something uh, remains to be seen. But, you know, whatever, uh, whatever he wants to do, um, you know, I'm, we're down. We're down. Uh, again, if we if and when we get that shield triple threat, uh we'll all be happy so something to look forward to um and before we get to um my favorite segment the white wine hot take uh real quick just wanted to touch on the fact that uh, <laughs> the hardy boys are the best sibling tag team on smackdown right now couldn't believe it really didn't make any <laughs> sense to me really like out of left field but whatever uh they can have fun with it. i mean I guess it does make sense in, this, in, in like you had pointed out to me like it probably just means the Usos are going to Raw to go save the Raw tag team division. So uh, put the belts on the on, on the Hardys, let them do their thing for a month or two, and and let's move on. Yeah, um, and they also got destroyed by Lars Sullivan after, which I, no matter how big a dude is, I always think two versus one, especially two professional wrestlers, could probably take one. But whatever, what do I know? I'm just um uh, you know watching from my couch but all right we're moving on to now my favorite segment of the podcast which we now have a sponsor for we legitimately have a sponsor for this because someone paid us money 
to to be the sponsor of the white wine hot take segment white wine hot takes the white wine hot take segment is brought to you by nick yokoyama um <laughs> of bleacher report you can follow him on twitter at uh what is his handle i don't have it on me that's nick is- yokoyama at Nick Yokoyama, he's on brand. He stays on brand, and that's why he paid us an exorbitant amount of money to uh, to be the sponsor of the White Wine Hot Take. So shout out, Nick! Um, thank you for your five dollars. All right, Jay, <laughs> uh, why don't you uh, kick it off? What is your White Wine Hot Take of the week? Um, the Raw After Mania and the SmackDown After Mania is no longer the prime time show. It is now the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, I heard Superstar okay. Shake Up at least a hundred times on both shows. That's yes. all they talked about. Um, so I, I'm saying it, it's no longer the premiere event to be like, oh, on the Raw After Mania. It, it, it is the Superstar Shake Up. That's when you're going to get the returns, the call ups. Um, some I, I saw a a tweet today that is teasing a possible uh, call up from NXT that is sizable on the women's side. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it here, um, but uh, there could be some big things coming up to, uh, uh, up next week. So uh, my hot take is uh, Superstar Shakeup is now the premiere episode of Raw and SmackDown. There we go. I like it. I like it. And I agree. I think it's going to be a, a great episode. I think that's why they didn't burn a lot of their good stuff. Um, so like I said, it's going to be a hashtag show, hashtag two shows. So they're going to, I hope they bring out big guns. It's going to be, they got to make up for also getting a disappointment. We're also getting a random ass tag team from Paige, apparently, to challenge the Iconics. Uh, so there could be something there. Uh, I, I'm, a, I, I'm an official Iconics fan. Uh, my Twitter account is an, Icon, is an Iconics fan account. So um, you, did, you did pop if, hard if, when they won the tag titles. Oh yeah, yeah. They're my favorite tag team in the business. Yeah, they're they're great. They're uh, they. <laughs> I like how they played up the opposite, um, basically the opposite deal as Sasha and Bailey, where Sasha and Bailey were like, "Oh, we're gonna take on anybody," and then they took on <laughs> uh, the Iconics took on these two jobbers. It was uh, that was that was a fantastic, fantastic move. Um, oh yeah. So my white wine hot take, and I just I developed this in the car on the way to recording. Um, because I, I was reading, I was doing some reading. Uh, so our someone we both like dislike equally is Pat Pat McAfee, uh, who's now for some reason working for WWE. But so there's a headline, there's a story that he, I guess he was talking about on his podcast that he almost quit uh, because he got yelled at by Michael Cole uh, in front of Vince, a bunch of wrestlers, and like people who just work backstage. He he got yelled at in Gorilla. Um, my white wine hot take of the week is that Pat McAfee was the victim, and he, Michael Cole definitely owed him that apology that he gave. So, Michael, I thought uh, Pat McAfee looked he looked fine. He was wearing a he, he, so long story short, he got yelled at for wearing shorts. So, if you uh, if you saw during the I think he was during the pre show, he was wearing a tuxedo jacket. I mean, to and be like honest, tuxedo I- shorts. Um, Cole yelled at him. That's a terrible fit. Like, like I understand why I got yelled at, 
<laughs> well, so like, Let's not because he was, he was told no jorts. So he was like, all right, I won't wear jorts. So he was, do, he was following protocol. He was doing what he was told and Cole react, overreacted. And if, if I, uh, apparently what had happened was like, you know, uh, Pat was pissed. He was getting, he got all his shit to leave. And some, like, someone was telling him not to because they were about to go live. And someone showed Vince a picture of, I think, I think it was Draymond Green wearing kind of a similar outfit. And Vince said, Oh, that looks good. <laughs> and then that's why, <laughs> that's what brought uh, Pat back, back in was that he was like, someone told wait, him Vince like that. your Vince McMahon impersonation? That was my Vince McMahon. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting oh. to do it. So it's not. Can you, you run it back? Run it back. Wasn't, wasn't my best one. Uh, oh, that's good. Um, so that's, you know, it's, that's my, I gotta work, I gotta work on it a little bit. It's, it's not bad though. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've been working on events, uh, that will be used at some point, uh, throughout this pod, but that is my, uh, white wine hot take. Thanks, Nick. Shout out. Uh, and we'll, uh, keep, keep sending his money if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely need it. I got kids. Yeah. Th- there you go. Shout out. East Slater. Um, Bret Hart's savior at the, at the hall of fame. Um, well, right. Jay, we he did it, man. He, he was, he, he came in a little late. I've, I've watched that video so many times cause I was like really trying to do like a, a play by play of who was in there first, uh, who kind of came in last. I thought he was one of the no, first people in there. He, he was in there. He was one of the first people to like go to Brett, but this was after like 10 dudes were on top of that guy already. Okay. Like, Oh, I mean, New Day was on. Travis Brown. Travis, yeah, Travis, Travis Brown, Brown was New Day. The first one. Quick. Shane was in there quick. Um, so, but anyway, shout out Heath Slater, big fan. But um, Jay, we made it, man. We we made it through an insane amount of wrestling in, in you know, in a what was it five day span. Um, yeah. so you know we're uh, we're we're definitely gonna be doing this every week uh wednesday is going to be the drop date so uh this week was you know a little weird with it being monday thursday but we're uh we're gonna you know make this go live uh every wednesday and we'll uh we'll be catching up on a normal amount of wrestling uh i guess if you could say that thing oh it, um and by the way if you're not a fan of the three hour raw jeremy told me today that uh hulu has an hour and a half snackable version of raw for it you is a uh, people game changer it yeah. is amazing. I'm upset I wasn't I loved informed it. of this earlier. I could have avoided a lot of Lucha House Party matches uh, <laughs> over oh, the past man. couple of months. So, uh, but Hulu may be the go-to moving forward. So thanks, I mean, thanks for that. The unfortunate thing is you can't, you can't watch it live. Um, right. Or, or yeah. at least you can't on my account because I unfortunately don't have Hulu Live Sports. Um, that's for like the rich people like Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard, Joel yeah. Embiid. Um, but, uh, if you want to wait for a little bit and, and watch it the next day, I mean, you can't argue with watching an hour and a half versus three hours. Um, it's, it's so much more easy to digest. Uh, you get the good stuff and you don't have to worry about Lucha house party. Hey, there we go. I like it. So, um, with that, let's, um, you know, please subscribe. Uh, to the show rate it five stars and once again um follow us on twitter uh follow the show at sorry what is the at <laughs> follow the show at doesn't matter pod uh, again that's pod with a zero you can follow me on twitter at cruise control because control with a k jay go ahead and you can follow me at uh, on twitter at jeremy a loss l-o-s i know it sounds like it reads like los but it's lost 
uh, uh, one day we'll tell the story of when he told the entire BR oh, office no, that, that pe- people had been yeah. pronouncing it wrong. It was, it, it got ugly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Later, guys. <laughs>